1: You are in the Warrior's Huddle with me, Bram. Unfortunately, on the phone is what it is. I'm sure you can hear the can nature of it, but this is kind of an emergency podcast, so it's worth it. Rejoining us after a brief hiatus, my producer and a man I'm sure who knows that the NBA did not allow a zone when Jim Barnett was playing Mr. Marcus Taylor.
2: Yeah. What's up, Mason?
1: <laughs> yeah, th- thanks. Thanks for not taking credit or anything there. And per <laughs> usual, our master of all things sound, Maxime. What's How's going on, man?
3: How's it going? I'm all right.
1: Yeah, know that I wanted to call you Max more than anything here, Maxime. You have kind of the perfect vocal inflection. Here's why. I mentioned this is a, an emergency podcast. It is, man. Like, look, game three, game four, awful. They were awful. We all hated them. Nobody partied through them. Nobody enjoyed them. But the feeling right now it's as if we're at a funeral. Like people have already written a eulogy and it is remarkably important. I think to point out that it's not done gentlemen. In fact, Maxime, I'll give you credit out of nowhere. We caught this like rallying cry, like this speech from Braveheart from this fool about texting today and about how we could absolutely, uh, record and try to, you know, rally the truth. So uh, I, I can only feel like you're fired up for this too. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Hell yeah. I've been walking around all day. Um, Temescal had a like a street fair, and I I randomly ran into it, and I uh, was wearing my one of my Warriors hats, and literally every single person I saw wearing any sort of not even Warriors gear, I saw somebody in a Mari Stonemeyer shirt, and I screamed at them, "Go Dubs!" Just like every other person that I saw that had any affiliation with anything basketball. So yeah, I'm all in.
1: Is that why you are actually recording this from a jail cell? Is that like because we didn't get to talk about like circumstances, that kind of stuff? Is there some other reason or what, what happened
3: there? <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but as far as everybody else listening is concerned, it's going to sound like y'all are the ones in a jail cell. My voice is going to be coming through beautifully. <laughs> well,
1: as long as we're opening with jokes before reality, let me bring in the audience real fast. So, Marcus and I, is- sure you could tell good nature competition we've known each other forever and it stretched into the podcast and so when he first joined it i had this kind of different mic that i was a fired up for i paid a little bit more nobody ever talked about it but i thought it made me more important marcus then went out bought the exact same mic in a cooler color and we've you know been playfully dropping jabs he tried to use it today didn't work at all because it's a piece of shit so suck on that mt how do you feel about that
2: <laughs> hey, what a stupid mic this mic i hate this mic i'm getting the other color immediately. <laughs> It might <laughs> be
1: hell of happy, dude. But look, we're not bearing the lead. Here's what's up, man.
2: The world doesn't
1: believe. They do not. We are down three-one, and and I understand that, you know. And it's hard to not immediately see where they're coming from. But this isn't the first time, gentlemen. Yeah, you know, when when Steph came out of Devinson, they didn't believe it could be a point guard or a point guard at all. Wrong. When Draymond came out, right, they didn't think he could be an NBA player, didn't have a position. Huge f***ing wrong. They didn't think the Warriors could do it in 15. They didn't think we could come back from OKC when we were down 3-1. They didn't think we could hit 73 wins. And again, they don't think we can do it again now. So look, I'm not saying it's a guarantee, right? It's not like we are suddenly entitled to them coming back historically. But I'm also saying there's a reason they play the f***ing game This thing is scheduled on Monday. The idea that everyone's just assuming it is done is ludicrous to me, especially with this team. So it seemed to me it was important, even if we have terrible audio quality to step up to the mic and explain at least once for this team, why the hell they have a shot. So here's the concept. All right. I want you guys to be honest, but I also want you to be optimistic. And what we're going to do is drop a reason, despite the fact the Warriors are currently down 3-1, going back to filthy Canada, which, by the way, suddenly I hate Canada. Is, is that wrong for, like, empty? You're our natural keep. um I, I now basically hate that entire country. Justified or overreaction?
2: Completely justified. I I knew this was a big deal. So, to all the listeners out there, I'm a big fan of uh, soccer as well. Um, And I always tease Bram about the game, and I call it the beautiful game just to get under his skin. Um, And I sent him a chant uh, maybe a year ago now uh, the USA, we believe that we will win chant. We love it. Tease him. And this is where we are now. Bram re-texted that out and said, this is what we're going with. This is how we're leading the pod. So that gives me a lot of nervousness because if okay. Bram is tweeting soccer stuff, I don't know what's going on. Martin
1: tweeted you or, or texted you that? Here's what you don't know. but I pulled that thing up to myself, in the car, to myself, remembering it from 2014. And as it played, I slowly chanted it to myself. I believe that we will win, and by like four or five times in, I had a tear coming down my face, dude. I am in a hundred percent. I am in, and I'm going to use this momentum. I, Here's my reason why I think absolutely. I'm win. And you are real elected.
2: quick, real quick, real quick. I think where this is coming from is there was a moment where they were showing all the different spots in the country of Canada that were mini Jurassic Park, and it just kind of it drove home the fact that we are one city, one area in our country, and up above us there's an entire country pulling for the opposition. And it's you know silly to think that Oklahoma City and Celtic fans and Lakers fans and Heat fans and Philly fans are all going to rally around us because it's USA versus Canada. But, fuck, I really wish they did. I feel like it's one of those. It almost feels like an Olympic game at this point.
1: After games three and four, Toronto fans surrounded Oracle's court, and they didn't chant "Let's Go Raptors." Right? They didn't have some kind of like specific to Toronto chant. It was like the reverse of the end of Rocky Four. They chanted "O oh, Canada." That's what they did. They sang our national anthem on our floor. Watching that thing made me have an entirely different type of tear, and I don't want to talk about it again because it's going to make me furious. Instead. I'm going to use it again as motivation. Nicely played. Here's my reason, gentlemen. Here's why I think they can pull this thing off. The Warriors do not have to win three games immediately on Monday. The weight of this thing does not have to be suddenly relieved in a single set of four quarters. That's not how this goes. That's not what we needed against OKC years back, and it's not what we need now. They need to win one game at a time, and there's a reason for each one of them. Let's start with this next game. Hardest. I honestly think hardest game, five is going to be a pain in the ass, and they're going to need magic. They're going to need magic. And I don't know where that magic comes from, but I know they're capable of it. I don't know if it's a magic clay third quarter. I don't know if it's an 18-0 run. I don't know if it's Steph remembering who the hell he is. I don't know if it's KD who suddenly comes back after practicing today. It's going to take magic, but this team is capable of it. If they get that, we move on. Game six, dude. You're telling me that the last game in Oracle isn't enough emotional reason to give this this fan base, this historical team, reason to band together? I, I'm not telling you that it's probable. We're talking about possible. That is possible. And if they get to game seven and this team's championship ethic and experience and pedigree gets to show off in front of a country that has never been close to this, let's go. So, I, I know, if I could pick a side, am I picking one against three? No. Did I wish we won one of these games? Of course. But is it time to suddenly be pallbearers for one of the greatest teams we've ever had an opportunity to watch? F- no. Let's go on Monday, and let's go from there.
2: Is that the end of the pod? Are we Are going to keep going?
1: No. Hell no, no. you get a reason here? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, good, good speech. Good speech. Um, so for me, the could you tell I've been drinking? Why I've been drinking
1: before we recorded.
2: I, I just want you know, I don't know. I didn't beer. want to
1: over over emphasize the fact. I, I felt pretty natural there. I, anyways, yeah, go ahead
2: for you. Hopefully, you're not drinking any Canadian beer. Um, Let's not be ridiculous, yeah, so. Market.
1: If we're in the same room, I would punch you in the <laughs> face right <like that.
2: laughs> now. Um, so my reason for being optimistic is also a bit of a double edged sword and it's the reason why I'm a little nervous and it's experience. We've been up three one before when we've been down three one before. You know, we were three one to Cleveland and that took a turn for the worse and we were down three one to O K C when they still had Durant, um and you know, turned that out for the better. So We've been in this situation before. We always are a really good team when our backs are against the wall. Our backs are pinned against the wall right now, obviously. Um, the reason why I'm still a little nervous is because experience lies in two players that I just hate on the Raptors and that are calling on it. And that's Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. They've been in the situation before. They're... Played with the Spurs, they're they no
1: Okay, I'm sorry you. Know, you. i right here. Are you not understanding what this pod's about? We know what the hell they can do. Maxine, did we not say this is supposed to be reasons why they could win? We know why we could be worried, Marcus. I don't need another reason for a heart attack going in to game f- six or game five. We know that. I I, I want to hear what you've already said. This is why we can win. Are there other beyond our championship pedigree? Because you are all right. Are there other things we can rally behind? And if you give me another reason why we can lose, it's on. You're going to beat my ass, but I'm fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I was going to close the circle on there. So even though Kawhi and Danny Green have that experience, I think why I'm optimistic and I do think we go to Toronto and win uh, game five is because there, there's no – when our backs are against the wall and we have to play, all we need to do is play defense. It's coming down to that. Like, we're scoring enough. You know, we're scoring 109 points a game. That's enough to beat this team. Our problem is we have these lapses in defense. They're doing this pick and roll that's tearing us apart. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll, we're, we're coming off of shooters in the corners. I think backs against the wall, stay disciplined. If Kawhi's going to go for 40, let him go for 40. It doesn't matter if you let everybody else If you shut everybody else down. So I think you're going to see us stop double teaming a little bit or as much and staying on the shooter. Steph isn't going to go for a steal and leave Danny Green in the corner again. Like, you know, and there's going to be these moments where it's it's do or die. And I think that's when our defense steps up. And that's when we, you know, play a little different. And I think we take game five. Boom. Let's go.
1: Maxine. All right, come on, man. You've yep. been silently brooding. I yep. mean, I hope you have some fire. We are doing this because of you. So whatever it is you have, now is the time. Double blast, shotgun, whatever you got. Let's hear it.
3: <laughs> so we we don't even need to go deep into the coffers of the potential of Kevin Durant coming back. We don't even need to talk about, you know, Clay coming out and having another excellent game or Steph Curry coming out and having another excellent game. Those things are likely to happen because that we have this championship pedigree, because like Marcus said, we've been in a hole down three, one before against honestly a much more terrifying team in Oklahoma city than this Raptors squad. The thing for me, and I I mean, to get a little bit into the analytics, I think it's really important to look at the, the past four games and the field goal percentage of each one of these Toronto Raptors. Uh, Forget Norman Powell and Patrick McCaw because they're a joke. There's seven other players in Nick Nurse's rotation. Every single one of those players is above 40%, and all except for Danny Green, who's at 41%, is above 45%. That's not going to continue to happen. That is too lucky. That That is something that... You know, when you're looking at Pascal Siakam hitting 50% of his shots, when the entire team goes 50-40-90, those are lucky games. So if you combine a comeback down to earth from these Toronto Raptors with you know, with solid defense like we know we can play, especially when our backs are up against the wall. To me, it's not a question of ethereal things like championship pedigree. Um, it's it, it comes down to truly believing in the consistency of analytics in a way that, that we deserve to believe in. Because meanwhile, I mean, you know, DeMarcus Cousins is coming back from an injury to be fair, but he's only shooting 30%. We know he's better than that. Um, you know, same thing with Quinn Cook. He's shooting 37.5%. He's better than that we should be relying on the belief in our strength and numbers in a way that um, far exceeds what these people have done so far on the court and I truly believe that they're going to come out in game five and the scales are going to tip back in our favor because it's only a matter of time we have we have been the better team on the court for every single game except for game three and we deserve to win these games
1: I love, okay, let's see. I love that we all had a great reason. I love that we all believed it. I'm not sure that I love the order that I ultimately organized, right? Like, I, So here's how I picture this. We end the, the pod in that song from Rocky instead of the normal song, and the listener, like, turns off the radio and is fired up for Monday night because it's coming out tomorrow. And I think we've given them a lot of great reasons, but the way we structured it really, you know, like, like, it, Maxine, you were kind of like a math teacher who broke it down analytically. MT, you broke it down like a studio analyst. I did it like a psychopath, but I'm like, it's probably the psychopath who should have gone last. You know what I mean? Like, the, the math teacher's analysis, I'm not sure we can draw Rocky right now. I don't know if people are going to
3: march off for a fight. Okay, you know I I'm all about it. Maybe our entire fan base is made up of math teachers. All right, there's a bunch of smart people in the bay. <laughs> no, I, I, I said I was a psychopath. It's not
1: like I'm like passing out compliments here, man. Just, Just a subtle observation. We we've, we've had enough optimism. A a quick take of pessimism. Games three and four, focus on four. How hard was it for you boys? I mean, like, just just that
2: experience.
1: Now that we all say, you know, we believe they're going to turn around, but how ugly was this thing for
2: you guys? It was rough. It was rough because you never felt like the Warriors were going to win that game. We'd get close, you know, we'd get it to five, four, you know, six, and it they would just hit a shot, and Kawhi would hit a couple shots in a row where we would – miss a rotation and they'd hit a three and it was it was just deflating it never felt like we were going to win so that was a tough one to watch I think the the other part that really makes me upset is Jurassic Park looks and feels like Roracle used to look and feel okay okay I'm sorry go ahead finish that take but it's true you know like you see the passion of the fans who haven't won it before they've suffered years and years and years and now they finally have a team that you know has a legitimate chance and you can see it in there and it's like it's it's different like we've become accustomed to winning so there's just a different energy in the arena and you know in the fan base so it just it it, it made me you know kind of harken back and I was like oh man the, the way that they look like they're having fun is I remember that when we were first winning and you know and had our first championship, I was like, oh man, that's not a good sign.
1: Maybe I'm being pig headed. I'm sure that I am, but I'm fairly positive that when Kawhi is playing for the Clippers next year, all of the people in Jurassic Park are gonna be watching hockey this time of year. I, I I just refuse to believe that they're that frenzied all the time and that they're fired up now and will not be next year. Again, I'm sure it is ignorance, but is absolutely uh, <laughs> it's what I think every time I watch it. How about you, Maxine? How ugly was Game 4 for you?
3: Uh, it was particularly brutal. I had um, my mom over, who I love to death, but she's also she's a nurse, and her whole MO in life is... Um, if you're not feeling good to immediately try to make you feel better. And I was just not going to feel better. You know, I had my head in my hands and she's like, oh, yeah, but it'll be OK. You know, it's the series isn't over yet. And I and I, it's my mother. So I'm never going to say anything mean to my mother. But like it was it was bad. I was losing it. I was like my hair was turning gray on the spot. Um, I mean, the whole thing was was super, super tough to watch especially to see the narrative that has played out over and over again for us. But it was happening for the Raptors. I mean, everything was falling for them. They had an answer to everything that we were coming up with. Um, like like Marcus said, it should have been enough. 109 points should be enough to beat this team, and yet it, it hasn't been. So it was tough. I, I got
1: trapped in Long Beach for work super randomly and had to come back on this flight. Tried to get an earlier flight. It was impossible. Almost drove to LAX. Didn't work out. So I get to watch about two and a half quarters in the Long Beach airport uh, in this random bar and I'm waiting for a flight to Oakland. So I'm not alone. You know, like there's definitely warrior fans in there. Um, And it's always interesting if you're watching a game in a bar without people, you know, but there's also people in there who have stakes in the game and there's a ton of nonverbal communication. You know, like you're kind of cheering with the other people who are cheering for the warriors and cheering against the people who are cheering against the warriors, but you never actually get to talk about it. And somewhere in the first quarter, the bartender announces to nobody and also everybody that he had bet on the Raptors early on. He got 3-1, and now he's just huge Raptor fan, and he's always hated the Warriors. And I, we all try to kind of ignore it. And we, the, the Warriors are winning in the first quarter, and it goes down to four at the half, and then my flight's coming. And so I'm, I'm already kind of angst-filled. I'm not going to be able to finish the game until I get home. They start losing. And after Kawhi hit that second three to start the second quarter, or, you know, like right after the half, or to start the third quarter, I should say, I screamed to no one in particular, fuck this guy's bet!" and say it like three times. And it wasn't like we had crescented to that. You know, it wasn't like everyone was like chanting and, and happy. They looked at me like I had spilled like soup all over myself. Like people were really embarrassed for me. I had to leave the bar before it was time. It was uh, It was an ugly setting, let's just say that.
2: <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about right.
1: You <laughs> fucking can't win them all. Um, so predictions, boys, um, and you know, give me your real take. And I, I will start us. The, the name of this podcast is not ironic. I maybe am a homer. I'm sure that I am, but I believe what I said. Warriors in seven. Where are you guys at?
2: Are we betting with our heart or our money? <laughs> money. <laughs>
1: Here's the moment we all hate Marcus, Maxime. The moment our entire (laughs) fan base hopefully turns against him. All three people.
2: (laughs) Warriors and seven.
3: Let's let's
2: go. (laughs) Uh,
3: Well, yeah, I'm right there with y'all. I honestly believe I'm more convinced than I was at the beginning after hearing what you guys had to say if there is any team that can do this if there's any team that has seen it happen before that can therefore pull it out it's these Warriors they can do it Warriors and 7 here we go
1: I believe that we will win I believe that we will win let's go <laughs> alright boys let's go can't wait for Monday remember out there go wait, Warriors and I the rest
3: I'm sorry, I, 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 I would be remiss if I didn't say it. Look, it's the same. So when I hit, when I hit up Bram and Marcus this morning to everybody out there listening, it was because I realized that I don't have to be in the arena to wear the shirt. I should be wearing the shirt out in the world. All of you, all of you, please wear your Warriors gear tomorrow. Hype everybody up around you. I know that they're playing in Toronto, but that does not mean that this does not get up to them. There are family members of of these specific players that are still cruising around town. If they see it happen, if they see enough momentum, that's something that then becomes remarkable. That then they remark to their team. You know, people start taking pictures. There is a groundswell that can happen, and that does make a difference. I truly believe that. All of y'all should be wearing everything you got. Let's go. I will stand on the shoulders
1: of that take to offer this one. I rooted for this team for 30 years. They didn't make a goddamn finals. We may never see this again, ever. Tomorrow literally might be the last finals that the Warriors are playing in in all of our collective lives. Tomorrow is our opportunity to lose your minds. If you're in the stadium, if you're out of the stadium, if you're in the car, if you're at work, if you're walking, if you're doing anything, tomorrow's the day. We might not have another finals. So, whatever that means to you, however it is that you show your spirit, show it because I plan on having the cops call on me while celebrating tomorrow. Let's go. <laughs> Easier said, done.